Revelator Podcast Network listeners, we're calling on you. We could use your help. We're courting our very first sponsor for the network. We're working with Manscaped over on Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. If you haven't subscribed to that show, make sure you do. It's a wonderful video game. I, I could talk about it forever. What I'm here to tell you about is that you can get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, right? So KVB, do that. Get yourself one of their new products. They just sent me the Lawnmower 4.0 that just came out here in May, and it's really, really nice. So check it out. If you got a guy in your life that you want to buy these for or anyone that you want to send these to, they got a whole range of products up there going on now. Use code KVB. You're literally helping the network and this show grow by doing that. Get 20% off, free shipping, KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. Kyle here, doing a solo episode of Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. This week, couldn't get a hold of Stark, so we're going to be doing it on our own. We're talking about the Custodian Initiative. Stellaris Dev Diary 214 is out as of June 3rd. We are recording this on the 5th, and I hope everyone is going to enjoy this very, very much. I have been playing a lot of Stellaris with friends lately. We put a little bit of a break in it even because we got our butts kicked so badly by that StarNet AI. It is just killing us on the battlefield so many pops are being produced by the uh, npc you know ai empires uh, lots of lots of lots of fun stories about that we're doing some of that on twitch so if you're interested twitch.tv forward slash kyle paranormal is the place we do it uh, we also have the gilded server gilded.gg forward slash rpn which is where our friends are hanging out uh big news big news on the referomatic program we've been piloting that is probably going to come to an end here very soon as of july so this is your last chance if you want to get in there, uh, get in and go to refer.fm forward slash Stellaris. You can share the show with some friends via Facebook, Twitter, DM them, however you like. Send them your link and you'll get a free Stellaris emergency broadcast sticker in the mail. If you would like to get a free access to our website at the $20 a month level, you can get a free month of that by going to refer.fm forward slash chaos. That's for chaos and shadow, our paranormal show I've talked to you guys about here and there. Uh, that's another way you, you get great stuff for it. So you're just sharing these out with friends as they click and listen. You're going to get like a, a check mark to your account. And then once you get X amount, you get a reward. Really, really cool. Really like it. But we are piloting it here just for a couple months. I don't know that we're going to keep running it. So change my mind. Otherwise, let me see what goes on. Let me see how those shares work. Drop them in some Discord servers where you're allowed. That'd be wonderful. Tell some friends about the show. Get some perks on your side. Without further ado, let's dive straight into Dev Diary 214. Starts off saying, greetings. Today I'm here to announce some very good news. Stellaris is not slowing down, but rather picking up the pace. We at Paradox uh, Studios Green are very happy to announce our new Custodians initiative, as well as the next free update coming sometime after summer. The Custodian team, yes, this is so exciting. I'm so amped about this. This team, by the, the preliminary sounds, this it's going to be a team that's going and fixing, overhauling, tweaking the game in ways that longtime Stellaris players, you know it's needed. You know it's about time, and here we go. So Stellaris as a game has been very exploratory, and the game has seen a lot of big changes over the years. I want to start by giving some insight into why we've chosen to focus on this initiative. As we've released more expansions, we've had to take longer and longer between each release. 
as we've needed to spend more time on focusing on quality, making sure each release is as stable as possible. Paradox Development Studio also looks very different today versus how it looked just a few years ago. Things take longer and there are more processes in place. And there are a lot more people involved. Because each release is now further apart, it makes it harder for us to address some of the outstanding issues that might be affecting the community between DLC releases. Okay, pause there. Lots of stuff. So we're, we're opening this article with the idea that Stellaris is not slowing down, but going forward. They are now designating part of the dev team to be the custodian team. They mentioned how they've got a lot of new people in the office and a lot of new quality kind of assurance processes over the years, making things come out in a more polished state, which does make it harder then to get in and add new stuff, or it makes it longer, I should say. Maybe not harder, maybe harder, don't know. But it's taking longer, and that means less time to go into the polish. This team is going to almost exclusively be working on it. They've got a great list of ideas here. Let's continue through uh, what they've got written. It says, we've added more content, or I'm sorry, as we've added more content, it's been harder to polish and maintain all the amazing existing content that we've added over the years. We want to keep creating new cool experiences for Stellaris, but we also want to be able to maintain a high quality for the base game itself and for older content. What we have done now is we've staffed up and split the Stellaris team into two teams that focus on different aspects of the game. One team that we call the Custodians team will focus on three updates that we aim to release every three months, while the Expansion team will focus on creating new content for the game. Hallelujah! This is me. Hallelujah! I love it. Stellaris needs it desperately. Uh, it is such a good game. It is so good. It is so exploratory that it does come back to bite itself in the butt. I'd argue that a lot of my favorite video games have this problem. Uh, it is no means relegated just to Stellaris. Uh, there's a lot of big, big, big game companies out there, much bigger than what we're looking at here, that do not go back and fix their games, as you well know. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, right? Look at the Steam reviews. Come on, for just games as a whole. There are too many games that wind up in a dead, buggy state or... Uh, Again, like I'm alluding to, these larger studios that push microtransactions out the butt and they still don't fix their game, but they're like, here, look, here's a new pony and it's glittery this time. I'm not shaming anyone for having a glitter pony, but I'm saying I think there is a priority, extremely bad, like corrupt morals sort of thing across the game industry, uh, where again, sales, 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 don't care about the, the player. Why are we getting such bad reviews? Yeah, I've seen this. I, I've been on some stream teams for Twitch and, and worked with game companies, and they're sometimes can be downright embarrassing uh, on the inside. Definitely not respectable. This is respectable. I love this. This is exactly the sort of thing I want to see in a video game that I love, is the idea that we are focusing on fixing. At the same time, not slowing down with the future. So we're talking every three months, this team should be working on a free update. It does go on to say, I'm kind of reading ahead here, skimming ahead, teasing you guys. There's going to be a big update that let's hit on right now. And then they're going to start to get a little smaller. So just to temper expectations, we're getting a big one at the start that they've been working on in the background. And then the, in the future, after this one rolls out, they'll just get a little bit smaller. So here's it. Well, this examples, I should say, of what they're potentially working on, what they could be is what this says. Tweaking game balance. Makes sense. Adding new content to old DLC. Whoa. Okay, didn't expect that. That's cool. Game balance, sure. But adding new content to old DLC? Uh, I think that means, my understanding, 
that was a happy sigh, actually. That was like a praise bee sigh. Uh, but my my thinking of this is areas, oh, the hive mind is, it could be one. Um, that we've talked about in the past, Stark and I, where it doesn't have all the features that other groups do. They touch on that. They tease about hives later. So I'm just saying there's some little stuff that could be fixed. Um, I don't know if that might mean things with like the federations. Hives have a very limited amount of federations they can actually join without modding, which seems really kind of strange. Or maybe not join, but they can only make them uh, a certain way if they're the person, the, the federation creator. I'd like to see that expand and they, they go on here. Uh, polishing existing content. Great. Bug fixes. Great. Performance improvements. Great. AI improvements. Yay. Uh, multiplayer stability. Even more yay. Do you guys listen to the show? I, I I always feel like in my podcast, I do a lot of like video game ones. We just have a Valheim show that came out, Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. We got a brand new one for Seven Days to Die for you uh, crafting lovers out there. It's called Seven Days to Die Cast. I don't know what I don't know if that's gonna be the final name, but look it up. It's on iTunes and all that. Uh, I, anyway, with these games, I feel like we often get a lot of traction with developers over the years. I've definitely done a lot of dev interviews. Maybe it's just to say that we feel, I feel like we're very on the pulse of things, but this is a lot of stuff that I've been very eager to see fixed. I, I love it. So uh, to everyone out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, because good. Multiplayer improvements are needed. And most of all, this last one on this, this bullet point, UI and quality of life improvements. You know what I think about UI. You all know. If you've listened to the show before, you know that I think Stellaris' weakest point by far is unfortunately the user interface. It is the only game that makes my carpal tunnel act up in my hands on like a, a fast basis. I've, I kind of pinpointed that, by the way. Here's Kyle's lesson of too much information. It's all about left clicking. It's my, it's for me. It's my right hand. And it's my 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 index finger. Like it, it's if I have to left click a billion times in the game in any game, that's where my hand starts to hurt. Sadly, Stellaris again is the only one that makes me left click to that that degree that it actually act up uh, you know, acts up and causes problems. I it seems to be because most of the UI is by hovering your mouse over it, hovering your mouse over and left clicking. That's that seems to be it. I can think of even problems where that happens in the game. Like you can dismiss pop-ups with the enter key, but you won't know what your reward is if you don't hover over it and like do it that way. So there's stuff that needs to be done. There's UI stuff that could use huge improvements because if I'm someone that just has like, dare I say, like a light disability to my hand, I can't imagine if someone actually was only playing this one-handed or, or with any other kind of impairments of that similar form and i know tons of gamers like that that have to use special controls and features and all that to get in and a game like this just doesn't have that mod ability so accessibility accessibility stellaris dev team if you're out there custodians keep that in mind goes on to say in this list this does not mean that the game will suddenly quote be fixed or done whatever that means together with you the community we now have a better opportunity than ever to keep improving the game in fact, I think working with the community is going to be crucial to really make this work well. We're going to need to improve how we communicate with each other so that we can better understand each other. So it goes on. What the custodian initiative is not. It is very important you understand the custodian's initiative is no magic bullet or quick fix. We're in this for the long haul and we hope you are too. We will need to manage our expectations and small incremental improvements with more regular updates should be our approach. Again, I, I want to put that out there because I, I, I understand railing on video games that deserve it. 
Um, I also very much respect when a dev team levels with the audience like this. And this is what I'm saying. People respect this kind of transparency because it's not guaranteed out there. We've seen a lot of companies go the opposite. Uh, they're just saying, look, we're, de we're devoting this team, but there's no magic bullet. Uh, it can't be fixed in one fell swoop. You shouldn't expect that. The game will never, quote, be done or just permanently be fixed. That's just not possible, really, to have a perfect, perfect game. Uh, not one that's regularly updating and not one that has such a wide modding accessibility level there. Uh, there's just so much that can be done and <laughs> a lot of Stellaris can definitely be, be borked easily. They go on. This is uh, this first one, I believe, is called the Lem Update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le Lem Update. So honoring Stanislaus Lem, it says the first free update, the Lem Update, will be named in honor of Polish sci-fi author Stanislaus Lem, whose 100th anniversary is being celebrated this year. Stanislaus Lem is famous for works such as Solaris, which has already inspired the Stellaris, as you know today. The Lem update is currently scheduled for release sometime after summer. To set expectations more clearly, the Lem update will be a bit more ambitious and larger in scope compared to what you can come to expect from custodian updates in the future. The reason is that we've had longer time to work on it than what was planned for future updates. It's also important to note that as of now, the Lem update is scheduled to be a standalone free update and will not be associated with a paid DLC. Hey, shout out interruption. I'll just say, thanks, Dolores. You guys are making it easier for us to make episodes out of the year. Uh, my fear with a little bit of Stellaris was that we might have a lot of dead times in the show. I've warned you guys on occasion. I'd love to say, like, we're going to be here every Friday. But uh, I think it's maybe more finding the dev's release cycle, kind of latching onto those patches and then coming in for, for all of those. Make us easier. Uh, make it easier for us to do our podcasting job. Apologies that I've said every word out of order today. <laughs> the Lem Update plan features. Here we go. Here's a list. Buffing the backlog. We're reviewing some old DLC to revitalize them with new content. Humanoid Species Pack and Planetoid Species Packs will now feature new gameplay features. Yay! By the way, did anyone say Necrophage Hive Minds? There we go. That was the teaser. Okay, yeah, that, ma that matters to me. I like this. Uh... Again, th this was something Stark and I called out in our very first episode, I want to say. We said the humanoid species packs and the planetoid species packs just don't really stack up compared to the necrophage stuff that came out. The necroids, they were, they had unique abilities that gave them flavor. The other ones were just fairly generic. I, I think these, the, the humanoid and the plant, plantoids, I think those ones are actually just character and ship looks is that right no no special abilities Ooh, now this next one Ooh, selectable tradition trees you will no longer be locked to the same seven tradition trees but you will instead have seven slots that can be filled with the tradition tree of your choice the number of tradition trees will be expanded and previous tradition tree swaps will be broken out into their own trees Adaptability will no longer be a swap of diplomacy, for example. Adaptability will no longer be a swap of diplomacy, for example. Huh? What? I don't understand that exactly. Some new tradition trees will also be added to existing DLCs. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Oh, this is a great area for them to expand and be uh, really experimental with how those DLCs affect stuff in the future. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what the adaptability no longer 
be a swap of diplomacy. I don't understand that totally. Uh, my bad. I'm probably missing something extraordinarily obvious there. But the idea of swapping the trees out just sounds beautiful. I play with a tree expander mod. I, I'd have to get the name. It's in our gilded server if you want it quickly. I, I play with an expansion one and it adds ugh, like 14 plus trees to the game. It's a lot. It's a lot. It almost in some ways is too many. And I... Uh, Maybe I should say, it feels too, like too many. I never get to them all. So I am very interested to try an alternative. I might go back to them a lot. Who knows? But I love the idea of swappability. That just seems like it's going to make more unique playthroughs. That's arguably one of the bummers to playing with the, the one that has those, you know, 20-ish trees in there. Uh, it's a little, mm, it feels like that becomes a game you can't win. Uh, you can't get ahead of it. Uh, well, that's not terrible either, because I, I do like working on traditions. But at some point, there's like a balance. Like, it's almost like too many at times. Having this amount may even affect mods like that in a positive light. Like, they may decide to go and give two different alternatives. One where, yes, you can have all your trees like usual. Or, you know, here's just a bunch of more trees that we're dumping in as modders that you can then select with, you know, seven and we know that the ambition mods are out there, so you can get more ambition points. Or, um, I'm sorry, ascension. I said ambition. Ascension perks. You can take more ascension perks than just the traditional seven that are in there. Um, you can take 40-some, I think, with some of those mods. We'll probably see a lot of that going on. Balance pass. Be doing a balance pass on existing gameplay, systems, and features. Great. We will expect very much of that as the audience. And more... Quality of life improvements, bug fixes, and AI improvements. Awesome. So that is the LEM update planned for post-summer. So I'm, I'm assuming we're looking at a uh, August-September window, hopefully. Go into more detail about these features in future dev diaries. But for now, I will leave it at that. We'll be back next week to talk about some thoughts regarding game balance. Hey, do you guys want this to be a mini? So Stark and I have a hard time lining our, up our stuff, especially in advance of my summer move. But if they are going to be doing dev diaries every week, I can absolutely pop in and do these like 15, 20 minute episodes. I hope I don't drive you guys crazy just talking solo here. Sometimes feel like I don't have all my ducks in a row. and It's just me. I like to bounce ideas off of Stark because he many times catches things that I don't. However, until July, I'm going to be moving two time zone hours. Like, and, you know, my noon right now will soon be my 2 p.m. Uh, if you get what I'm saying. So when it comes to recording in July, that's all going to be really weird. And it's going to probably be a little strange. Stark and I trying to get our footing into August. So do expect some solo episodes. I hope that's not too much of a burden on you guys. But here's the thing. I would love, 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 love to play some Stolaris with you listeners out there. I want to get to know people. I really want to get to know. I feel like I've not really chatted with our listenership. I know you're out there. I see you downloading those episodes. Represent all of you out there doing that hard work. And to the folks that have been leaving us five-star reviews. I mean, you really, 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 really matter. I honestly haven't gone in there. Oh, we got review bombed the other day on our other podcast by trolls. We really did get some, like, alt-righty sort of mean stuff on there that had to be reported and nuked. It was really, really gross. Uh, so that, that was not on this show, but the Chaos and Shadow. If you would like to go and leave some positive reviews, I would say this. Even if you don't leave or write a lot, those little written areas mean a ton because people see it. So if you just want to say, hey, I love the show, love the topic, love the whatever. Ooh, that's me. I mean, maybe heard that. Let's see if we have any new ones. I don't know if there's any new ones to read out. 
Oh yeah, I don't think we, uh, I don't think we did this one. Uh, we got Running Ham on here. Says love the show and the game. You guys do a really good job pointing out the game issues in a constructive way. Awesome. Thank you, Running Ham. I appreciate it. They also mentioned something about giving some interesting solutions to it. I hope you guys have enjoyed our, our ideas of fixes. We always try and give extra advice. Even if we don't have the solution in mind, we always try and get better at pointing out what the problem is, articulating it. So again, hope you guys are digging on that. Leave a five-star review. I'd love to read it out. Check out the refer.fm forward slash Stellaris. If you would like to help with this insane project we're going on with, the ESP one up on the website, well, the whole move is moving the RPN, the Revelator Podcast Network HQ, into, uh, well, where I grew up, which was this really active haunted farmhouse back in Pennsylvania. We're going to try moving in there. And one of our, a couple of our tiers up on the website now, subscription tiers, are helping that. The restoration team has been created. Already got people jumping in on that. Uh, $20 a month is a wonderful, wonderful ton of access to the website. There's a $5 level as well sharing out the show. Remember, you can get a free month by going to refer.fm forward slash chaos and sharing that out. You can get a free sticker in the mail by refer.fm forward slash Stellaris. Lots of goodies. Get in on them, you guys. I, I really would love to play some games. So again, that's gilded.gg forward slash RPN. I'm gaming there all the time with friends. Do not be shy. Our community is a growing one. I know sometimes people, you know, it's a little hard to get into a Discord server or a Gilded server because you don't know everyone. You feel like you're a little awkward and like can't can't jump in on something. Oh, please. In this one, pff, do not feel that way. Communication is open. You could DM me. You can come hang out. Sometimes I'm bad at DMs directly. I'm better with like just general chat messaging. But please, we are accessible. We can give advice or any, you know, sort of thing you want on Stellaris, any sort of question. Might be able to help you there. Basically, be good to yourselves. Be good to the community. Share some love. Share some five-star reviews. And we'll keep uh, keep touching base here really quickly. Probably every weekend. Maybe we'll get them out on Saturdays. They're going to do uh, Friday things. We can do Saturday things. That would be a good one for me. Let that let me know if that works for you. Kyle at RevelatorNetwork.com. RevelatorNetwork.com for everything else. Thank you all. Seriously. It means a lot. And um, to those that have used KVB at Manscaped.com, that is helping us out a ton. We're going to probably lock in, hopefully lock in a sponsorship with them. Get 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com, KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. It means a ton. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Enjoy your rest of your Saturday, everybody. Catch you next week.